Welcome to the Life Success and Legacy Podcast. We're glad you're here, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, we want to welcome our listeners back to our next episode of the Life Success Legacy Podcast. I'm Chris Bay, joined by Michael King Everett. How are you, Mike? Morning, morning. Doing well. At, at the time of this recording, um, we are in the week just past Independence Day. And uh, can you please give us a show of all your digits? Make sure they're all still connected. I, I didn't. I didn't blow off or blow up anything, and all of my, all there. of my eyebrows are intact. <laughs> I did happen to mention um, a couple of fire stories during <laughs> fireworks uh, this year. So uh, it uh, <laughs> it was a good chuckle. Glad it's over. Um, neighbors didn't call police on you. The fire no, department didn't show up. No, it's actually funny. One of my neighbors actually backed down the road because we live out in the country, and right. he he pulled out forty dollars out of his pocket and gave me forty dollars. <laughs> he goes for the show. I I yeah for the show. I said oh I said dude you don't need to do that. He goes we sit out <laughs> on our patio every year with iced tea in hand and watch these fireworks for free because I feel like I owe you something. Oh. Did you have to take a policy loan to buy all those fireworks? We were close. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were close. I went a little overboard this year because we had too many people. My wife reminded me that we had too many people. Um, oh, that's completely and, out of and, character for you. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Linda wants less and I want more. More. More is always better, right? <laughs> more is better. Bigger, better, more. I'm faster. You. you have to throw faster in there too. Uh it's <laughs> it's a it's a uh it's a blessing and a curse all in the same <laughs> sentence. I'm just telling you. Yep. And we're both laughing because we know. Yeah. Oh, golly. Absolutely. And sorry yeah. to our listeners for starting like this, but boy, it's an exciting time at the Everett home. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we, have, we have been over time, we have been kind of unpacking some of the questions that come up during our boot camps. Mm -hmm. uh, we took a little bit of, of a break last time to celebrate our 100th episode, and we got to do kind of a discussion of IBC then and now, just how things have transitioned. Um, but today we're going to jump back into a question that oftentimes get asked um, in our boot camps. And it, it has to do with the term loan, because we, we have what most of us are used to is loans from a bank, a bank yep. loan, right? Yep. Um, and then they have the term that life insurance companies use, and that is a policy loan. And there are some nuances between there because there are some similarities and there are some differences, mm -hmm. right? And so what we want to do is kind of unpack that. And, and Nelson even talks about it a little bit in his book. I'm thinking back in um, creating the entity chapter in page 36, 37, um, even up through 40. And he, he has a section here in page 37 where he talks about how oftentimes things are misclassified. Yeah. He talks about, he tells some stories about potatoes being misclassified, tomatoes being misclassified. Yeah. So people assign some characteristics to those foods 
based on their classification, which were not true of those foods. So what I'd love to do is, is have a conversation with you for our listeners about how um, bank loans and loans from policies, policy loans have similarities, especially just in the term loan, but then how also it can be misclassified and they're different. So before I jump in any questions, any thoughts that are coming to mind right away? No, um, no, you, you keep rolling. I've, okay. you know, I do have some st stuff rolling around, but it's not time. <laughs> well, what I'd like to do is kind of compare and contrast with your own personal experience or even experiences from clients. And, and I'll chime in as well. You've got some history with bank loans. I sure do. <laughs> <laughs> right. So just give us some examples of, of bank, of your relationships with banks and loans that you've taken from banks? Well, I'm going to go back a few years now. Um, <laughs> I we I, I've been a, I've been a business owner since 1984, a couple of years. Um, you know, when you are first getting started in business, you, you, you have no foundation of, if you borrow this money, will you pay it back? So they have to have equity. They have to have some sort of collateral, some kind collateral of collateral yeah. in order to do this. So my wife and I, we started off and we borrowed money when we bought a laundromat in 1984. Now, I, I'm just going to tell you, I knew absolutely zero about the laundromat business when I did, bought did it. Did you even do your own laundry, Mike? I did not. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's the crazy thing. So number one, I had no experience in this business. I didn't know anything about it. And I was using the, the building and the business as collateral to borrow money. Now, for a bank to loan money with to someone with no experience, but only has collateral, that is a gray area loan for a business, especially for a bank. Yeah. Um, so it was with the idea that I'd be able to make monthly payments for a certain number of years. But then you look at a number of different factors. They look at your ability to repay, you look at the value of the business, does he have any experience? Um, there's no there's no history. So what do you think they would do with the interest rate on that? They, they absolutely jack it up. <laughs> so uh, you, you got to remember, the only equity that they knew about, I, I was not equity. I had no experience. The building and the business was the equity, but the bulk of the business was just the building and the equipment in, in that. So what they're looking at is how can we actually do this in order to make profit off of this guy who's borrowing money? They just needed you the, the, the assurance that you would be making monthly payments. That's exactly right. And so long story short on the laundromat, we had it from 84 to 88. I sold it, paid off the loan, took the profit and dumped it in another business. Okay. Now 
I'm going to move pretty quickly through this because mm -hmm. then I dumped it into a full-blown retail business. Now, retail is super cyclical. You have great weeks. You have horrible weeks. I remember there was days when we sold $200 worth of stuff that day. And my rent was $1,500 a month. Just my rent. Mm -hmm. That was excluding the employees that I had working at the business. Uh, the insurance cost, uh, the, you keeping the lights on, making sure the air conditioning worked, et cetera, et cetera. So there were times when I had to actually call the bank and go, hey, I need to borrow X number of dollars for 30 days or 60 days to kind of get us over the hump. Yeah. Even though we had dumped a bunch of money in there, um, those are horrible loans for a bank. Those yeah. are the ones that banks look at and they go, this guy ain't going to make it. We need to, and I remember some of the interest rates were 14 to 18%. Mm -hmm. Now, keep in mind for those of uh, who are listening today, if somebody offered you a loan at 15%, you're walking because of interest rates, the way they have been held historically low in the United States today. But 15% back then was a deal. <laughs> for a for a consumer to be able to borrow money. My very first home that I bought in 1981, my interest rate was 12.5% on my home loan. Yeah. So long story short, we get out of that business and then we just go through life and just, you know, I've been in commission sales for so long, it's ridiculous. And sometimes just like in business, you have good months and bad months. Yeah. I mean, you remember when you first became Absolutely. a commission, there, there is times when your BVDs get snug yeah. and you kind of go, I don't know if this is going to work or not. Yeah. So I cannot tell you the amount of times I would call my banker and go, Hey, I need to borrow some money for fill in the blank. And because I, now I'm creating a track record with my borrowing and paying back, I could actually go in and just sign a signature loan. They would loan me money and it would be no big deal. Um, things have changed in the banking business over the last, I'm going to say, well, since 2001, to be exact, um, a lot changed when 9-11 happened. Um, that was a big shift in the money world because of uh, fraud and theft and all kinds of stuff. But um, I can no longer go down to the bank and borrow money with a signature. You've got that 18 page loan you got to fill out. Yeah. You've got to cut yourself and bleed on the paper. I mean, there's <laughs> all kinds of stuff you got to do. There is just no way to make that happen. So keep in mind, I've borrowed significant amounts of money but I have also paid back those significant amounts over time or as profits and or windfalls have come, then being able to pay back those loans has worked. I will tell you from a personal standpoint, that is extremely, extremely stressful. Yeah. And it is not fun when the piper comes calling and you don't 
have any money. I, I, um, you know, my wife was part of a uh, family business. It was a farm right. business. And, you know, farms operate on operating loans a lot of times. And um, the banks really own and control you. And there were years, and I I think, I mean, to this day, Sean would talk about the the stress and the trauma and the anger and and that those bank meetings were always stressful. Oh. And and they're dealing with bankers who know nothing about farming, right? right. (laughs) And yet they are controlling the entire operation the whole process and everything they don't even understand like the cycle of farming right they're used to mortgage loans and home equity lines of credit and things like that so um she always talked about how how bad she felt during those those meetings that they had and they had to have them multiple times throughout the year and And they wouldn't meet and they they usually wouldn't meet with one banker there'd usually be at least two people in there and and they were always questioning whether their line of credit was going to be approved for the next year, which oh. if it wasn't, then what do they do, right? Where yeah. do you go? How do you continue your business? So um, I know we've got a team member who, who actually had a, a line of credit withdrawn or rescinded from the bank that they mm-hmm. had a line of credit set up that you know they were using for investment purposes and things like that. And actually the bank, rescinded the loan they, they pulled yeah. it back so when you think about loans and you think about the nature of a bank loan right if we're if we're categorizing it if we're classifying it it is that we we must put up collateral to borrow money from an institution and they control all of the terms 100 percent, the amount of money the interest rate and the time frame Mm-hmm. They control everything about that loan, including they can cancel the loan. They can call the loan. They can call the loan at any time during that time frame. Yeah. And so with all of that, the, the word um, control or autonomy comes to mind. Mm. And when we have a loan at a bank, we have given up all control, all 100%. autonomy yep. of that, those dollars. So... Anything else you want to say about bank loans as we're classifying bank loans? Most people understand bank loans because that's where most of America lives, right? Well, that's that's where most of America lives because they don't know any other way or any other option is available. It's actually making me anxious even talking about it. Like I can feel <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm sitting here. Tight. Yeah. My heart's kind of thumping pretty hard because I remember those days. Yeah. And, you know, I remember, I remember just like the Pine family, I remember being in those meetings going, oh my gosh, I have absolutely no idea how I'm going to pay this money back. Right. Right. It's a horrible feeling. Okay. So now let's transition because the term bank loan uses the word loan. It does. Okay. And there is borrowing taking place. Those are some similarities. So as a teacher, as a background, Venn diagrams, you know, it's two intersecting circles, right? And you've got bank loans over here where you describe what is different than a policy loan. And then the things in the middle where they intersect, those are things that they have in common. So the term loan is used. 
Yep. And the fact that borrowing money is, is a part of it. Yep. Right. Let's now look at the, the descriptions, the attributes of a policy loan that make it different than a bank loan. So we're, we're separating out the classification <laughs> of these two types of loans. Yeah. Describe for us policy loans. So a policy loan, um, I'll just tell you what Nelson would always say is completely misnamed. It's not really a policy loan because you're not borrowing money from the policy. You're borrowing money against the equity or the value that you have. So there still is collateral. Yes, there is. Yeah. That collateral is our policy. That's it. It's just, it's called cash value. That is the equity. And the example that you've always used is think about your house. Mm -hmm. You know, you have a certain amount of equity. So if you have a $200,000 house and you only have a $100,000 loan, you have $100,000 worth of equity. Mm -hmm. Policies are exactly the same as that. You have a certain amount of equity within the policy loan or the policy value, but yet when you take a policy loan, you're not borrowing money from the policy. You're using that as equity and they're going to the company, the insurance company, big pool of money, mm -hmm. and they're loaning you money from their big pool, but you can only borrow the amount of equity that you have within your policy. And it is collateralized by your policy, which is your death benefit, which means, so, so two numbers for our listeners, if you're new to this, there is the equity, just like in your house, that is the cash surrender value. Correct. You can borrow up to that amount. But then you also have the death benefit that your policy is purchasing. And what happens is the company will loan you. We like to use the term loan against your policy instead of policy loan because policy loan is confusing. The company <laughs> will loan you up to the amount of cash surrender value or collateral you have in your policy. They'll loan you that amount. But then they don't care if you make payments on that loan. Mm. because they will simply subtract that loan amount from your death benefit at the time of the insured's passing. So for example, if you have a million dollars worth of death benefit and you have borrowed $100,000 against that policy, you don't have to make payments on that. They don't care because they will simply subtract that $100,000 loan Correct. from the death benefit uh. at the time of the insured's passing. So, so I, I'm so going to throw this different. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I'm going to throw this in. So if you think about from the bank's perspective, I'm going to go back over here because we're going to, we're just going to do some quick shifting here. So people will understand the bank controls the amount of money, the interest rate and the time frame. Now let's come back over here. Who controls the policy side, 
the owner of the policy controls that. So they control the amount of money, the interest rate that they would want to pay, mm -hmm. and the time frame. So wait a second here. You said that you don't have to make any of the policy loan repayments because the death benefit takes care of any loan that might be outstanding. So that means that if you choose to pay on that policy loan that you've borrowed from the insurance company, does that mean that you're replenishing the equity within your own system to be able to borrow out and do this again? And who controls 100% of that? Policy owner does. The policy owner. Now, we do have to explain, though, because what's happened is they've gone, they've used the equity of the policy. We're trying to keep this simple. Mm -hmm. They've gone to the insurance company pool and they've loaned you money out of their pool. But the equity is what? It's your policy. It's the policy value. That insurance company has got that money out there invested and they're using it for the benefit of who? Oh, the policy owners. That's right. So that means that they're getting a certain rate of return on that money. So when they loan you money out of their big pool, they're taking that out of their investments and loaning you money. They are going to charge you a small interest rate for taking that money out of. Now, why in the world would they do that? Because we as policy owners, we are shareholders of that company. Do we want them to make money? Absolutely. You better believe it. Okay, so that if, means that- If they're that, gonna loan you money- Yeah. If we have both have policies with the same company and they're gonna loan you money, I wanna return on that loan. 100%. And so they're out there making money, but we just took it out of the- we took it out of the big pool, so they're going to charge us a minor percentage yep. in order to use that money. Well, we want them to charge us money because we're a shareholder in that company, mm -hmm. and that benefits us how? Oh, we want them to be able to pay our death benefit, by the way, yep. and we also want to be able to receive dividends mm -hmm. on our policies. So I'm going, that is a total win-win situation. So if they loan me money at 4%, do I want to pay back just 4%? Maybe pay them five, maybe pay them seven, maybe pay them 10, you know? You know, some credit cards charge 20% or more. No, boy. <laughs> so if we could show a client how to stop paying that 20%, to the credit card company and or a financial institution, do you think clients would want to know about stuff like this? It's so simple, but yet it takes time to get our brains shifted. We always talk about the ruts in our brains. Mm -hmm. We have been so programmed by the financial system in the banking industry that we think when that word loan comes up, we freeze. Yeah. You know, and I'm telling you, once you start to understand that you can control the terms of the loan, everything changes. And everything you, changes. And when you control the banking function, you know, we're in a time period now where investments are doing crazy things. The housing market's doing crazy things. 
when you control the banking function, oh. it gives you so much ability to be aggressive when everybody mm -hmm. else is fearful, right? And it allows you to ride out the, the, the highs and lows of what our market is doing. The when words I, banking. yeah, the words I use is flexibility and freedom. Yeah. Flexibility and freedom. So when you have a loan borrowed from a bank, is there flexibility and freedom? There is not. But when you have a loan from the insurance company through the equity that you have in your policy, you have so much flexibility and so much freedom of when, where, how you pay those things. It's ridiculous. But yet the things that I always try to convey to customers is, when we walk people through the life success and legacy process, what we are doing is we are empowering clients mm -hmm. to understand and know what the banking system does, but then it creates this internal freedom and flexibility that they have never experienced because the system doesn't want them to know that these options are available. Oh. Mike, earlier in the conversation, you talked about when you were, you compared like doing a signature loan and now what you have to do, you got to fill out this whole oh, process and all yeah. these kinds of things, especially if it's a business loan, it gets really complicated. Very quickly, as we wrap up here, contrast that to the process of actually taking a loan against your policy. What do you have to do to take a loan against your policy? Well, you... Uh... You either call us and have us fill out a one page policy loan form, or you can actually go on to your client profile from the company, print out your own loan document, policy loan document. You have to fill out the amount of loan, your policy number, you, then your name, you have to sign it, put your date of birth, and then you send it directly to the company and three and a half or four days later, they electronically deposit that money into your account. They don't call you. They don't, they don't ask you for your children's blood type. They just put the money into your account. They don't even ask what you're taking the loan for. Oh, they don't care they because don't you've care. got equity in your policy. And people have used the, uh, the policy loans for a number of things. They've used it to pay down debt. They've used it to go on vacation. They've used it to get four new tires on their car or a washer and dryer, or add on to their home or buy an x-ray machine. I'm telling you. Or buy million... more policies even. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> right. Come on. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, uh, we wanted to, to dig into that a little bit. Um, it, it's a good reminder. And if you want to talk, if you want to learn more about the misclassification of things, as Nelson talks about that, again, that's in Nelson's book on page 37, yep. or you can go back to our um, past uh, podcast as we are going through the book and on the creating the entity is where we talked about that. So if you want to mm -hmm. go back and listen to that again, um, feel free to do that. For those that um, are watching us or listening to us, thank you. Um, feel free. We love it when you download or when you comment. Um, give us a thumbs up in, in whatever uh, format you're, you're taking in this information. Again, um, if you have not um, got yourself a copy of Nelson Nash's Becoming Your Own Banker, please get yourself a copy of that. 
We also have some other um, resources and we're actually adding all the time to our resources in our store. Um, here very soon, we're gonna be adding another book, um, which is very good um, by Mike Kwong. And uh, so we'll let you know, and we'll probably do a podcast with Mike once that's available. Yeah, that'd be awesome. His book. It is really a fantastic book uh, that I've enjoyed reading and learning from. So um, check us out at lifesuccesslegacy.com. And uh, we look forward to our next podcast. Thank you. Thank you.